0: So, you know, in Tommy Lee Watch this week, I was on his OnlyFans, and he's only posted once in the last six months.
1: They should call it Only Post. They just don't have the work ethic anymore, any of those guys in Motley Crue. That's right. They're in the news today because they're using pre-recorded backing tracks during their stadium tour, the biggest tour of all time, the never-ending hair metal tour, Yeah, <laughs> where all hair metal bands are flattened into one band Called Hair Metal, and they go around the country forever. And apparently they've been using pre-recorded backing tracks. And uh Mick Mars has been kicked out of the band because he is 71 years old. And he's accused them of using the pre-recorded backing tracks and said he was the only one actually playing. And then he posted a recording of yeah, the your monitor, monitor yeah. feed that he gets. Which is very interesting. It's like twenty five minutes long. Yeah, it's so rough. And he's just
0: playing to a click track, uh, and like to
1: his credit, he sounds really good. But no one else does. Yeah, he's playing in time, and he's he's getting the parts. But I guess he's playing to a click and basically not hearing anything. And you can hear Vince Neil coming in like a second behind. So I don't even know what that is. If he's getting maybe they maybe not everything is fake. I think they change it. Well, like Vince is kind of gray is,
0: area. Vince Neal is obviously singing because he's always off key, but the rhythm section's just uh playing to the clip. Yeah. Or I mean the but bass tracks, I guess he's just not playing at all for real.
1: Apparently Nikki Six is too lazy to play the bass. Yeah, and those so are not hard, hard like, bass parts. He's got the easiest
0: part in the band. And it's like you know a band on that level who's that old. It's not surprising they would play to a click. But what's especially funny is just the fact that none of them agree about what they're doing. Of like, some of them want to play to it, some of them don't. It's just like a like why are they even bothering to tour?
1: It's so bizarre. And Nikki Six is the one that does this stuff. He's the one that he's the one that wants Molly Crue to be a band. He's the one that that forces them to be in the spotlight. I don't think Vince Neil is interested in this. I mean, Tommy Lee is. I don't know how he how committed he is to the band. He's got bonsai gardens to create. Yeah, he's got bonsai gardens with the president of CBS. He's, he's got, got his, only
0: fans to neglect.
1: The only fans that he's only posted on once. He's got his 31 year old girlfriend from Vine. He's got to post his balls on Twitter. He's got stuff to do, but Nikki Six. Why do you want to bring this band out on tour with Vince Neil? And then looking not like even play bass on it. And then you you can't even play e e e a a a. That is come on. That is what like are you pretty doing? astounding
0: to be the main. I mean, maybe he's just the most broke out of them or something, but it's so. That must be it, right? There's no other explanation than him being broke. We're going to have to get on that uh, Turkish website to see what his net worth is compared to theirs.
1: Yeah. I mean, he wrote most of
0: the songs, I think. Oh, did he? Then he can't be He can't be like, unless he just spent way
1: more money than them, but I don't I know. I think he has money and he had that side project and he was the one that he tells the story of the band in the Motley Crew movie on Netflix. It's like the Nikki Six story plus some other guys funny. He well, can't even play the bass parts. What's the point of all this? You yeah, at least everyone else going has a Ticketmaster website playing five, paying $500 to like, take I their family some, there.
0: Uh Tommy Lee broke like four ribs and Mick Mars has like some persistent disease but he still plays for real anyway.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, his ankylosp ankylo- Ankylosaurus, spondylos Ankylosaurus or something But you're right, Tommy Lee got
0: one rib removed And he still couldn't reach it So then he got a second one, then a third one, and a fourth one And he could finally
1: do it It really is ridiculous that they're still touring Just stop, enough but, Def uh, Leppard can do it apparently The reason we found out about all this is that
0: Mick Mars was kicked out of the band For wanting to actually play And they kind of just don't see eye to eye So they replaced him with a guy named John Five and I was like, when you're in your 50s and you're joining a new band, it seems like you could just go by John Lowry and kind of give it up, right? Like, I don't know, man, a 50-year-old man calling himself John 5, it's just too much for me.
1: I was thinking about the funny names that he could say his name is when he changes his name. He could say his name is John Mellencamp. That puts some asses in seats. dare people not to look it up. Or he could say his name is John Lydon. John Lennon. John Lennon. He's back. He's back. And then he actually changes his name so no one can get mad at him. We were talking about on a
0: one bonus thing uh, earlier today about how KISS, um, maybe they're doing like South American shows and Gene Simmons. I don't know if it was what he's trying to claim. Like either he ate too big of a meal or the seafood made him throw up or something, but he had to uh, do the whole show sitting down in a chair and I was just thinking like, it'd be great if they just had like a holographic chair out there for him and just have a hologram come sit in the holographic chair. It'll be just as exciting as watching the real thing sit in a chair, you know, but then he wouldn't have to be there just like McMars wouldn't really have to, or uh, Nikki 6 wouldn't have to be at these Motley Crue shows. They just get a hologram there too.
1: We got to do away with concerts. Yeah, I think so. If I want to hear Motley Crue, I think I'm just going to listen to the CD. Yeah, like you're saying, these guys five hundred bucks all these to watch guys... a bunch
0: of click tracks and a guy singing off key to click tracks.
1: Yeah, like Kiss is doing the same shit. They've got two original members. Uh, Paul Stanley looks like a beautiful woman now. Soon enough, Motley Crue is going to be John Five, Six, Seven, and Eight playing
0: with uh, Vince Neil.
1: It's just ridiculous, but I guess it's profitable, so they're going to keep doing it. They're going to put eighty-nine year old Gene Simmons out on stage going la, 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 with his nasty old tongue. Dude, he got his tongue removed, so it
0: felt weirder to suck his own dick.
1: Oh, wow. It was getting in the way. (laughs) Get his tongue removed.
0: Um, Oh, one last side note about John Five, who I guess he got his name while playing with Marilyn Manson. It's a very stupid name, but...
1: He was named after the age of the girls Marilyn Manson likes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you can tell he's like a guy who's like a guitar
0: virtuoso, but is a very uncreative person otherwise. Because his remix album is called Remixploitation, and his live album is called It's Alive. What is on his live album? No creativity. Probably his own music. He has 10 solo albums.
1: Damn, that's a lot of music, I guess.
0: I'm just going to guess that it's a ton of shredding and not much else, you know?
1: It must be kind of weird to be a regular artist who has your own music, your own CDs, you're kind of known on your own. And then you join one of these legacy acts like Motley Crew. I mean, it's got to be worth it though. I'm sure he does it for the money, right? Like I'm uh,
0: the calculus for it has to be a no brainer of like,
1: yeah, I'm sure you get paid great money and he's only like 49 or something. Yeah, exactly. So it's not going to be, it's not as hard on your body as it would be for 71 year old Mick Mars. So I see the reason you would do it, but it must be kind of, I don't know. It must be kind of a culture shock. Going into this band where you kind of have to tiptoe around these old ass guys. A lot of the time it might even be better though for them of like, I'm just kind of thinking of
0: like a Beatles, Billy Preston situation where maybe all of them act better when there's someone around who they don't want to embarrass themselves in front of. Yeah. They don't want to fight. Got all his album titles for his own music are so corny. The devil knows my name. The art of malice.
1: God told me to. Sinner. He doesn't even know his own name. How's the devil supposed to know it? He's got a damn number in his name. John 5 is related to Deadmau5. It's his brother. Oh, wow. Deadmau5 has me blocked on Twitter, and I'm not sure what it was. Or no, that one I do know what it was. It was that I said he threw up in the mouse head and couldn't get it off and (laughs) drowned in the throw up and died. How hard do you think we have to
0: work to get John 5 to block us on Twitter?
1: I don't know if he's on there too much, (laughs) especially now. I think celebrities are less on Twitter than they've ever been. Yeah. It was Seth MacFarlane where I genuinely don't know why he blocked me (laughs) because I searched the tweets and there were none. So I don't know what it was. If he ever wants to come on the show to squash the beef, you know, the door's open. Yeah. Let's talk about show tunes. Let's talk about Peter and Lois and their relationship. Oh, I totally forgot it. We've never talked about that, how he
0: made that like sincere American songbook style, like Sinatra cover
1: album type of thing like 10 years ago. He truly loves show tunes. He yeah, loves he Frank does. Sinatra and stuff. And it's yeah. kind of weird. I, un- I appreciate that kind of music. Like we did multiple episodes about it, about old ass music from the 30s and 40s and 50s. But I also listen to other stuff. I don't, yeah. ju- like, he's on, like, th- he's 30 years straight into doing Frank Sinatra style music. Yeah, it is and kind it's of weird, weird like, like, maybe, I don't know. If you're a guy
0: who's, like, only into, like, Fred Astaire and Sinatra and stuff, it's like,
1: eh. Yeah, I don't get that. Like, that stuff is fine, but I don't know. Like, genres like that don't hold my interest that long. hmm Like, sometimes I'll get into Hank Williams or some weird shit like that, and then... I'll stop listening to it a week later and I don't want to do like revival shit for 30 years. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to Hank Williams one time and then
0: make 15
1: albums sounding exactly like him. Yeah. Do American songbook stuff forever. But you know, he's Seth MacFarlane. He's got 20 TV shows. I've got zero TV shows. So who am I to tell him what to do?
0: You know, John five has also played with uh, Rob five, Avril five, Meatloaf5, five, Ozzy 5 Slash5, L O 5 yeah, and Steve Perry. Oh, wow. What else we got for today? Oh, you found these really sick hats on Amazon. I wish we could show these somehow. We need like a video here because uh, it's just like these had to be automated in some way where it's a brand that you could look up on Amazon called Desire J. Cuevas, C-U-E-V-A-S.
1: And it yeah, seems like I was looking. L- I was looking for Juggalo merchandise. Oh, nice! Because on the the FYM account, we were going to watch the the new documentary about the sex doll that the Vince, yeah. that guy made. is <laughs> the Juggalo, and I bought a a Juggalo chain for ten dollars on Amazon. And this stuff was coming up, and I was looking at their other things that were suggested. And it's so strange. They're these snapbacks that are printed with designs. And the and designs have to be automated because they're so bad. Most of them are just like collages of album covers. Yeah, sometimes it's pictures of the artists. Sometimes it's collages of album covers. And the choice of artists is so strange. A lot of it is stuff like Gunna or Boogie um, with the Hoodie. But then Boogie there's
0: with the hoodie. also Jason Aldean which is one of my favorites because all his album covers look pretty much identical where he's wearing a cowboy hat and it says like his name in basically the same font. So it's just a really disorienting dog shit looking design. Like
1: graphic design is
0: my passion type of shit.
1: There's a Lana Del Rey hat where it's a collage of all her album covers on a snapback. And in the title, it's L a N like a LAN dash a del re dash y so they don't want it to come up in the results i yeah, guess there's a bunch of them like that the rick Very springfield weird. one is that way yeah the rick springfield one was the one i saw that really got me <laughs> a guy that's that one i it's not his album cover it's just a picture of him because i don't know how many albums he's had uh but i like who would that be for yeah, some like, of them it kind of makes sense, like a three eleven hat or a, a insane clown posse hat that looks like that because those the, they'll buy anything with a, a logo on it. Yeah, There's but something one, like James Taylor or uh, or Peter <laughs> Frampton—a collage. It's a snapback with the printed Peter Frampton album covers on it. And James I was just I would love to know how is this so stuff. Funny. How the, How does this stuff come about? I just think is there's like what no is it, discretion. What like, is the choice of artists based on? Does stuff ever get cycled out of the store?
0: I feel like it's a small enough store where there probably is someone just like they, they, these have to be auto generated in some sense because there's no way they actually designed these like putting those album covers together
1: in a collage. But it's like they had to choose the artists somehow. But yeah, like I yeah, don't know. there aren't that many. That's the thing. There are like a hundred products on here. Yeah, and the ones they chose like baby metal. Janet Jackson, seven dust, James Taylor, big hugging Molly and like Peter Frampton. We've done this on E1 plenty of times, but the actual product
0: names are so strange because some of them are just missing the artist name entirely. Some put words in between the artist first and last name like this one. Um, I'm looking at the Desire J. Cuevas, Kelly Singer Clarkson hat, flat brimmed hat, snapback, baseball cap, adjust, baseball cap, hip hop, baseball hat, unisex hat, black. That's Um, what they
1: call her. They call her Kelly Singer Clarkson. It's (laughs) like uh, Johnny Guitar Watson or whatever that guy's name was yeah it's and her nickname she, she married a guy it was, whose last it was name like was a hat. royal title bestowed on her after she won season one of american idol
0: yeah her husband james hat now she's kelly singer clarkson hat james hat um but uh this is one of my fa- like, if i was gonna buy one it would be this kelly clarkson one because it kind of looks like an airbrush that you would see on like a tall tee but then there's other faces of her behind her main portrait where they're like kind of stretched and look really bad like and there's one that's just like her crotch and her her upper torso is cut off.
1: It's really really good. It looks so weird. It must be like a wallpaper. Yeah, <laughs> like it scans for giant images of Kelly Clark. Yeah, just like off of Google. Yeah, different images of her badly photoshopped together. And yeah, it, it just looks like fucking trash. Like you're probably the fact right that it, it gets cut like a, in half by the design. It a, makes it even worse.
0: Desktop image from 2003.
1: Yeah. Dude, but there's, there's at least one review cheaper. on all of these. Yeah, it's got to be, like, fake. So another thing that was in the news that was very interesting to me was this story in Rolling Stone this week, or today, I guess, called Inside One Band's Absurd Infuriating Legal Nightmare. And it's about how the band OK Go, who had the treadmill song, is in a legal battle with Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, that because, headline is pretty generous to them. Yeah, it's very it's mostly an interview with the okay go guy. So it's uh it is generous to him. And I guess like in the abstract, I would side with them. But basically what's going on is uh earlier this year, Post rolled out a new Anytime Anywhere serial line in test markets across the US. In a radical break from two centuries of breakfast tradition, the four flavors, Cocoa Pebbles, Fruity Pebbles, Honey Bunches of Oats Almond, and Honey Bunches of Oats Honey Roasted, are packaged in tiny cups and merely require you to add in a bit of water to hydrate the powdered milk inside. So that sounds nasty. It sounds awful. But what it's called is OK Go. It's called OK Go with an exclamation point and it's capitalized. And the guy who's... The guy who owns OK Go, he had his legal team contact the cereal company as soon as he heard of their plans a few months before the breakfast cups hit shelves. He hoped they could reach some kind of resolution. Instead, he says, after offering them a nominal fee to drop the matter, Post sued the band in Minnesota federal court. Their assumption is that they can keep forcing us to spend money on lawsuits until we go away. It's corporate bullying. Back in 2011, the relationship between Post and OK Go was in a much better place. The cereal company hired the band that year to act in an astoundingly unfunny YouTube video promoting Honey Bunches of Oats, where they magically appear in the break room of a cereal factory and interact with manic employees named Honey and Joy. The band is arguing now that their past association with Post would suggest to consumers that they're somehow involved with this new cereal line. And then the company rejects that and says, this is a YouTube video that has 3,000 views. It's from 2011. 2011. No one knows about it. So people are not going to assume that OK Go, the band, is sponsored by the cereal company. Because why would they be sponsored by them now? Yeah, it's funny that like their strongest
0: argument for the band and this is like, look, we've sold out so many times on purpose to so many companies that they're gonna think we approved this.
1: Yeah, it's very weird. It's like they, it's a monkey's paw thing where they. The guy says in this interview, we realized we could do things our way and deal directly with brands or we could maintain our snooty aloofness that we weren't sellouts, but deal with major labels. It was a long and difficult debate and we came out very far to one side of it. We were like, we're going to deal with the corporate demon directly since it will give us some control.
0: Yeah. I've never seen a band rationalize things this way of like, we had to choose between a major label band that doesn't do shit with brands or an indie band that does do a lot of shit with brands. Like, It's like a weird false choice that they made for themselves and then use it to kind of justify of like, yeah, well, we've done dozens and dozens of brand partnerships, but we had to do it to make our wacky music videos, you know?
1: Yeah, it seems like they leaned into it a little too much to do this now. It says they licensed out nearly every song from their 2010 album of the blue color of the sky to commercials and TV shows. In the years that followed, they teamed up with Chevrolet, State Farm, Morton Salt, and many other major brands to fund their increasingly elaborate videos that promoted both their music and whoever was willing to bankroll it. We've worked with everyone under the sun, says Koulash. It's allowed us to make videos that no label or band could afford. They should have just gotten better with the Saudis, man. They wouldn't have to do all this shit. So he first became aware of Post's actions late last year when the cereal company attempted to trademark the name OK Go. His first instinct was to reach out to the cereal company. We were like, should we do a video together? Kulash said they came back with an offer that was shockingly low. It was essentially a no, he says. We responded by saying something like, let's talk about ideas before we get into numbers. A day or two later, they sued us. My suspicion, he continues, is that their lawyers or marketing people didn't actually look at what they were doing when they picked this name. Then they went, oh my God, we're using the name of a band we've worked with before on marketing. We're already too deep into this thing to get out of it. They're going to sue the bejesus out of us. So we'll pre-sue them in Minnesota. That'll make it harder and more expensive for them.
0: I mean, he's probably not wrong about that, but it is kind of a funny place to draw the line.
1: Like, why would you do that? What Post says is, Post is not seeking to stop the band OK Go from using its name in any way. Instead, we are simply asking a court to find that Post is legally able to use the words OK Go on its new breakfast cereal product. Trademark law allows companies to use the same words on different types of goods and services, just like the word Delta is used for faucets, air travel, and dental insurance. Post reluctantly initiated this lawsuit when her attempts to resolve this matter amicably, amicably were rejected. And the band OK Go continued to threaten to sue Post and federal court. And it, the fact that this gets so granular makes it even funnier. Like the OK Go guy says in the interview, uh, can you imagine a collaboration between Delta Dental and Delta Airlines? There is no universe where that is going to happen. It's just. God damn it, my, my uh, Google Home thing is talking to me because <laughs> I kept saying, uh Okay. I guess, yeah. the The name of this band, which I guess I can't say anymore <laughs> because it's they're listening to me. Uh, that triggers the uh, the home little. Okay, Go should sue that device too. There. But yeah, um, it, it, okay, the guy Go sued is, this company. It was so dumb to do that. Why would you do that? He reached out to the company and then said, "Can you put? Can you put us in the commercial? Because that's our name." And then they said, like, no, we'll give you five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's so whack, us.
0: though, to eventually to like to first be like, oh yeah, maybe we can get involved and get a cut, you know?
1: Yeah, come on, guys. It's like it's okay to
0: just make a bunch of money by doing a shitload of commercials, but then you need to kind of own that you've done that, and then allow them to play the game too. Like OK Go is a terrible name for a line of
1: dehydrated milk cereals. Yeah, this but stuff like, is not going to last that long, by the way, yeah. because it sounds nasty. It's going to fail like pretty quick. One of those new products where it's like peanut butter and jelly mixed together to skip a step making yeah. peanut butter and jelly. And I don't think that's going to be around forever. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I don't gross. think that's going to be around in 20 years, so I wouldn't worry about it too and much. And they're doing it with like their B team of cereals, too. Honey bunches of oats, almond. Come on. There was some theme park that sued Taylor Swift... Because she had an album that was called the same thing as their theme park. It was like an aspiring theme park called, I think, Nevermore. Oh, funny. That must have been what it was, or Evermore or something and like their, that. And their
0: roller coasters are very swift as
1: well, I'm sure. Yeah. And they, like, they sued her, and then obviously her people have more lawyers. So they countersued. Yeah. I think what happened was they found out that they were illegally playing Taylor Swift's music <laughs> without paying the royalties in the park. Getting back, And guy. then they countersued and then they kind of had to drop it. So That's it's great. not really advisable if you're someone who has limited funds to sue one of these giant companies and piss yeah. them off. I was going to say this Because is- they, they're spiteful. And those lawyers, they want to get paid and they get paid if they do this shit. So they're going to tell these companies, let's sue this guy. Let's sue this guy.
0: Yeah. The OK Go guys worked with enough huge brands over the years to know that whoever has the most
1: money is going to win. You can't fight post cereals. And there's an interesting dovetailing here where he says in the interview, uh, in post-case, Pebbles from the Flintstones, there are all these collaborations with pop culture figures. Snoop Dogg just announced he's doing his own cereal. And then it says, an editor's note, in fact, the, rap- the rapper's original plan to sell cereal under the name Snoop Loops, with a Z, ran into its own trademark issues last year. That product is now called Snoop Cereal and distributed by Post. Yeah. <laughs> who, did, who sued them for doing Snoop Loops? Fruit was Loops. It Fruit Loops? Yeah. I guess it was just Fruit Loops. Yeah, it's so funny. See, they really Supergirl can't fuck can't with the win. cereal Mafia. Yeah, yeah you got not win.
0: That means OK Go definitely can't win. Just give it up, guy. Actually, they're post, to, they win. To be honest, too, it's like, who's going to think OK Go sold out by being on a cereal when they already did State Farm? It's actually just going to help them, because otherwise no one's going to remember that band. But now that people are going to see it in the cereal Aisle, like, oh, I guess those fucking guys are still around. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the best case scenario for them is someone sees it in the store and then it reminds them of the treadmill video. Yeah, I think and that's then they what's post it on Facebook and it gets them some more hits. Like I don't know. I, I, I can't really see any negative effects this would have on them. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. I think sense. he just wants a cut. Like, they just want more money. That's yeah, he it. just wants a cut. And someone told him that it would be a good idea to sue this giant company. Yeah. That's I'm sure one of the three companies that owns all the food in the world and piss them off. And then I'm sure this is going to make it worse. I but think... there's um, this, this article is so weird. It's like it was written by Christopher Guest. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, it only the gets thing about wacky. the Snoop loops getting sued by fruit loops. And then it goes right into a paragraph about how the guy from OK Go, whose wife is the daughter of Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> They are directing a movie for Apple TV called The Beanie Bubble, starring Zach Galifianakis and Elizabeth Banks, and it's about the mid-90s Beanie Baby phenomenon, based on a book about the Beanie Baby Bubble. And he says... Or she says, Al Gore's daughter, it was one of the biggest, most absurd speculative crazes in American history. The fact that it involved these little $5 beanbag animals that people treated like gold for three years was insane. It came about because it coincided with eBay and the rise of the internet. And then he says, or she says, one of the most insane things I've ever seen yeah said earnestly in an interview like, yeah, like this. that
0: last part was fine i'm like yeah i did coincide with ebay and everything and then this part is just such wild yeah like i might watch that here. documentary some of sometimes
1: those are good yeah like yeah the, a
0: documentary about this would be interesting rather than the, this one, weird the one about
1: how people scam the mcdonald's uh monopoly thing oh yeah that was interesting uh but he she says the movie isn't focused directly on the beanie babies themselves It was more a fun opportunity for us to tell a story about what America values, says Gore. We talk about it as being a funeral for the American dream, but a New Orleans style parade through the French Quarter. That's the feeling it has since our cast is so fantastic. We want to understand for ourselves how we got to where we are now. (laughs) You know, Beanie Babies show us how we got to where America is now. We wouldn't have had
0: Trump without Beanie Babies
1: a funeral for the american dream but a new orleans style parade God. through the french quarter come on it's a it's a straight to streaming documentary about beanie babies oh it's not a documentary though it's just like a fictional oh yeah, it's thing. a movie yeah it's going to I a don't fact. know how it's a how is it a movie is it about someone who loses their money and beanie babies i hope it's about
0: a couple who meets cuz they both both grab the last beanie baby at the gift card shop and
1: it's a whirlwind
0: romance. Yeah.
1: Two people who bought the princess Diana beanie baby. Yeah. <laughs> they fight over the last one after I've she dies. i before. It's worth like nothing. Go figure. Yeah. That's the thing about those beanie babies. Like my wife's aunt died a couple years ago and we got a box of that stuff from her house. Because uh, my mother in law didn't have room for it and it had beanie babies that were in mint condition. And I spent a couple days looking them up on eBay and looking up the price and which ones are rare and selling them on eBay. And I think I made about 50 bucks in total. Yeah. They weren't the super rare ones, like the top three rare ones, but ones that had errors on them or ones that are like top 10 rarest. And you get like 20 bucks for one of those. Man. Like, one, why would someone buy it now? Because the whole thing is it's a speculative bubble. And at some point, that's just going to pop. Like, people people treat it like it's a a mutual fund or something, and you can keep it forever, and it'll always go up. But it's totally based on a speculative bubble of yeah, people exactly. thinking that it's going to go up forever. It is fair to say that it's like the NFTs of their time. But that's why the
0: Al Gore's daughter's analysis is so bad. like, it's like a funeral for the American dream. It's like the NFT shit is the same thing, but a hundred times more psychotic. Like, how is the story of Beanie Babies going to feel like at all prescient or at all like suitable for this moment when everything is just much, much more insane now?
1: Yeah, it really feels like it's going to be shitty the more I think about it. If it's going to be a movie and it's that earnest about this stuff, I guess they're going to like find someone who got laid off from a factory and then buys a bunch of Beanie Babies to try to pay off their medical bills or something but that that happens now that happens like you could do this stuff with sports betting yeah like, it's certainly and like uh emblematic of problems with america but i don't know if that wasn't the first time that happened that happened with yeah, pet it's, rocks it's, it's not a particularly notable instance of it happening yeah. but tulip mania was the first example of that yeah, it's like, way that's more the, interesting That's the real example, if you want to pick one example of this phenomenon that happens every few years. Um, I think maybe, yeah, maybe the movie is about like a guy who
0: gets laid off from the Beanie Baby factory when the craze is over, but then he redeems himself by making a viral video with OK Go, where they do a dance with a bunch of Beanie Babies falling out of a fucking airplane they go they go skydiving with beanie babies or some shit
1: this whole article it's supposed to make them look good but they just look so thirsty yeah and lame the fact that they already did a collab with this company for cereal the fact that their their first thing was the treadmill video which is you know i guess it was like it gives you kind of a a, a half a smile if you see it in 2005
0: yeah it's a totally fine like, like
1: novelty thing they were kind of oldish guys then they're like guys in their thirties and forties doing this. Yeah. It's just doing these physical stunts and it's and the fact that they're doing this. Like, I remember that came out when I was in like seventh grade. Yeah. (laughs) And these guys are still doing this and they're now they're fighting with a cereal company. And yeah, that's my main thing is just once you've done stuff with
0: Chevrolet, state farm, Morton salt, all this shit, it's like, you know what this game is and you know that things like this are going to happen. You have less right to complain than anybody. And it's very generous for Rolling Stone to call it an absurd, infuriating legal nightmare.
1: Yeah. He sued them first. Don't do that. Don't waste your money. Most times when people sue someone, it's stupid. You're just wasting money on a filing fee. And I also too, because he's like savvy enough with this kind of thing, I'm sure that he sees it
0: like this whole press piece he must see it as a way to promote his Beanie Baby movie and forthcoming album more than anything. Like, he knows what he's doing, right?
1: Like yeah, I'm Stone sure is it's not going be... to cover
0: the direct-to-Netflix Beanie Baby movie fucking ever, but he got like two or three fucking paragraphs about it in here, you know?
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. I think I would just do a different band if I was that guy. Like, if I had the one viral video in 2005 and it was 18 years later, I think I would just... I mean, I think this happens to a lot of bands, though. It's like the inertia
0: behind that band name is what's carrying them on. Because everyone knows that OK Go has the crazy music videos. If he starts a second band, no one knows that that band's music videos
1: are wacky things with State Farm and Chevrolet, you know? Yeah. Then he's just got nothing. Yeah, I don't know what you do in that position. Yeah, I guess, like, if it's fun to play music, then you should play music. But if you're doing it specifically to try to get into serial advertisements... And then shooting yourself in the foot out of spite when you're not allowed to be in the cereal advertisements. Like, I don't know. Maybe just you're married to Al Gore's daughter. You're like pretty. You're almost the the prince. Yeah, he's pretty. He's clearly got money to make his albums
0: and to make his That Could have been the president. You could save money by just not getting into these lawsuits in the first place and just like doing your thing. You know.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like it's like if Nate saw something it's like if he saw fun dip yeah <laughs> and then sued them because it used the the name of the band that he was famous for 10 years ago and isn't
0: people well, you,
1: don't they're like they're not active anymore uh and then they sued him back it would just be very stupid you had a better example uh before we started recording of
0: if Gavin Rosdale tried to sue Bush's beans and George W. Bush got
1: involved, too. Yeah. Any common thing like that, like the post lawyers were right about the Delta thing. Yeah. Like there are certain very common names that you can use for multiple things. Like in a different town, like you can have, uh, you know, Johnson auto repair. And then, you know, four towns away, you can also have Johnson auto Repo- Auto repair or in different states or you you know what I mean. Yeah. There's like, been like
0: 10 other podcasts called episode one that all give up after like a month. We should have sued this shit out of all of them.
1: Yeah. That's just kind of what you're signing up for when you use a common name. Yeah. When exactly. you use something that's four letters, it's going to be, it's going to pop back up again. The best episode
0: one podcast. Uh, I mean, this must've been like fucking four years ago now. But it was like these two LA dickheads, where their photo, fo- their like only photo of them for their podcast was the two of them at the gym, and uh, it lasted for like maybe a month and a half tops. And all of the E1 fans just harassed them on uh, Twitter, and it was, it was a nice like little saga,
1: you know. They should change their name to Episode Two, yeah. And then find out that you have a mini series called yeah, <laughs> Episode on Patreon, Two yeah. on the on Patreon. So yeah, just gonna
0: have to go up to Episode Five and have John Five on as a guest guitarist. Is a piece of shit. So yeah, you got to. Everyone's got to check out OK Go cereal. Um, that includes Cocoa Fives, Fruity Fives, Honey Bunches of Fives, and Honey Bunches of Fives roasted honey.
1: And check out Snoop Loops. That's right. Or no, it's something else now. Right? Snoop
0: cereal, but I think those Snoop Loops. We should start selling them on on Amazon. Um, with just uh, an obscure name, so it doesn't get taken down. And we'll just, we'll just make a collage of Snoop Dogg as the, uh, the box artwork.
1: That's the thing. If you make an, if you make an Amazon store where you sell fake Snoop Dogg merchandise, the worst thing, the worst thing they can do is revoke your access. But if you're Snoop Dogg, you can actually get sued because it's an actual company. You can't make Snoop loops. And it's also, it's one of his characters, I think. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's one of his characters. I don't remember the designs of his kid show characters. He's just putting his name on everything. It's Maybe not a new
0: thing. Snoop Dogg but his- should actually just have like an illicit Amazon store that's just called like YZHTZTQO whatever, and sell Snoop Loops himself, but through like a a shell company.
1: Those kids shows he did were so awesome. Where he came in the studio like Krusty the Clown and yeah. said, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I'm Snoop Dogg." Five seconds. Stay positive, kids. And then the rest of it is some random voice actors doing cartoon characters no one knows. Dude, yeah, I respect that so much. And it's based so on. Much. We talked about it before, but who is that for? I guess it's just for the animation studio or the consultant. Yeah, it's the same thing as like you know the Red Ape family any of that stuff Oh I
0: checked in on that again I think they claimed that episode 3 Is maybe available to subscribers Or maybe underway But it's been the better part of two years So they're averaging one episode every like I don't know eight or nine months maybe
1: That's too bad
0: And also they're extremely defensive now After just getting shat on for a year
1: (laughs) Yeah the state of those places Is pretty crazy now All of those are rug pulls Except for the ones that are kind of too big to fail like you can't really get rid of board apes now. Yeah, and so exactly. many people still own them. There's so very few celebrities of those, on though. them.
0: Only there's only yeah, that but, and like World of Women and like one or two others. Um, but I, so every once in a while, when I'm interested in this stuff, I check in on the account where it's the guy who said my favorite quote about how while everyone was busy buying red uh, blue apes, red apes were making a show that will air in Apple TV. Um, that guy is fun to check in on because he's like a true believer, ape owner. Where all his posts nowadays are like, what you do in this bear market will define you and your character of like, you got to stick with it, you know? Yeah, a lot of these NFTs aren't coming back, but there's blue chip ones like the Bored Apes. They're not going anywhere.
1: And if you believe in it, you can't give up. Their tone changes based on whether it's a bull market or a bear market. Yeah, they can't be smug anymore, but they're like, oh, you got to weather the storm. Yeah, they need to keep the people in, keep the faith. It's like running a cult.
0: That's the same guy who said his favorite band is that Board Ape band that never released any songs.
1: Oh yeah, Mothership or something like that. Kingship? Kingship, that's it, yeah. Yeah, they never released anything. It's weird how hard it is to get people to put that shit together. Like, it's not that hard to find people who do animation on Fiverr. Yeah. Like, you can pay someone a pretty marginal amount of money to do any sort of animation stuff, and with AI, it's even easier now. You can have AI make animations for you or pictures or... Yeah, it really but undermines... They, just, they, they can't make a five-minute cartoon. They can't make a song. They can't. They have to do rug pulls on this stuff because they can't, like, stuff that any furry artist on Patreon could churn out every day. Yeah,
0: it, it highlights what, like, a fake non-community it is where, to the credit of a different stupid community, like, you know, like, when we listen, listen to all, like, the nerdcore... That's like a risable community or whatever, but at least those people actually care about what they're doing and they really want to like rap about anime and they like have a genuine passion for it. Whereas with the NFT stuff, just no one has any passion for it. No one wants to do the work. It's just fucking whack bullshit.
1: Yeah. They're all just doing promotion to each other to get the price to stay up. I'm surprised Which OK is- Go didn't try to get into that. Or maybe they did, but Although maybe they did. I don't maybe, know. Maybe OK. They probably it probably just- wouldn't. It
0: seems like they're more into just corporate sponsorships than like get rich quick schemes, I guess. Like they seem very firmly ingrained in like the corporate crossover world.
1: Yeah. They don't want to look too like, bottom feeding, I guess. Yeah. Even though they kind of come off in a bad way, suing the cereal company. If you're already fucking they want State those, Farm. They want blue chip corporate sponsorships. Yeah. You don't need Bored Apes when you got State Farm money. Yeah. They shouldn't have sued that guy. But it is funny that that guy's bragging about uh, the Apple TV thing, the Board Ape thing being on Apple TV, and that's the same place the Beanie Bubble is on. Oh, is it? I didn't even realize that. It's not even Netflix. Oh, man. Yeah, I, this stuff is flattened so much where I don't know what it really means. Like, it used to kind of mean something for something yeah, to be like on nothing. HBO, but now something's like, on Netflix or, or...
0: Like, Bored Apes being on there was like a $0 investment from Apple. It's just some guys, like, agreeing to put it up on their streaming thing. Like at this, at some point, all that shit's just going to become like YouTube where anyone can just put shit on there. You know, like the bar's already pretty low. Just like Spotify, like Spotify is a shithole too. Like there's just so much random junk on there.
1: Yeah. If you want to pay the filing fee to put it on there, you can put it on there. Yeah. Like that six or like
0: maybe how long was it? a Two second clip of a drum machine that said it featured Bugs Bunny that we found. <laughs>
1: That was like, so weird. That yeah, that was a fun there. trip through that stuff. Adding the Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck to my liked songs so they come up on shuffle. I bet we could because do that no for fortune control. Kit.
0: I bet we could make a song and tag Bugs Bunny as a featured artist and get away with it.
1: You probably could. I don't know what website they use. I don't know if there are standards at all. But yeah, I guess maybe then my my summary thought on the OK Go thing is um,
0: OK Go. While everyone was talking, <laughs> okay, about... OK Go
1: to the polls.
0: Yeah, yeah. while everyone was talking about OK Go post-serials, OK Go the band had been making a Beanie Baby movie
1: that will premiere in Apple TV. That is true. They were working while everyone else was just sitting around whacking off. Yeah. I guess DJ Academics is on Rumble now. (laughs) That's sort of one of our competitor shows. Similar audience size, similar subject matter. Yeah, we should have scooped
0: up DJ Academics for ourselves. But then I could never look Freddie Gibbs in the
1: eyes. Yeah, that guy has a lot of enemies. I guess he—he's uh, racist. I have no idea. Like basically,
0: anytime Freddie Gibbs is making fun of academics, it's always like about nothing. Where he's just
1: like clowning on him. So I have no idea what he's done ever. I wonder if Rumble is going to be around in a year. It seems like kick to me. Where you—you you do have these people who are. Mostly on cocaine, and they can't make good decisions. Yeah, these huge streamers, and they move to kick because they get some sales pitch about how it's going to be the next big website, but it's probably going to be like Mixer, which was the Microsoft uh, Twitch clone that they paid Ninja to go over. Oh, and yeah. And now it's it doesn't exist anymore. How did that work so out for Ninja? Back is on he Twitch? Just, he's back on Twitch. He's, okay, he's I was on wondering. Twitch or YouTube. I forget. But yeah. I, I don't know if he had a. If he got out of his Twitch contract or... I i forget how it worked, but... I don't know. People make these giant moves to these new platforms. And I get why people want to get off these platforms. I guess in his case, it's just that he's saying, like, extremely misogynist stuff. Yeah, yeah. In uh, interviewing... But you're right, like... Basically Nick Fuentes.
0: It always have basically all those platforms always need a couple of big flagship stars and then they pay them way too much money for something they can't deliver and then all the services fail. It's really similar to Spotify paying Joe Rogan 200 million dollars where they've lost so much money on podcasts. They're just lucky that they're propping up their business by exploiting musicians instead, but
1: man, I hate to harp on Neil Young too much, but <laughs> he really thought they they spent $200 million to get Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan sucks. That's for dipshits. You know what Neil Young should but have done? How it's, do you think they're going to just dump him and it, say, uh, well, t- t- $20 million in the hall, fuck it. Instead of taking down his music, he should have like
0: parlayed that beef into his own podcast on Spotify.
1: Yeah. Some of these old guys do have shows on Sirius XM and stuff, and I think they should get into beefs on the air more often there are these actual beefs between all these old guys. Like there's a, a metal sucks article that I still have open about how Carmine a who was in, I think black Sabbath and he was in, he played with Rod's vanilla fudge. Yeah. It was like a, a session drummer in the seventies and he challenged Nikki six to a jam off because they, I guess he's friends with Mick Mars and then, he defended Mick Mars against the thing where he had backing tracks and then Nikki Six called him a washed-up drummer, and then he challenged Nikki Six to a jam-off to see who the better musician on their respective instrument is. And <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even make any fucking they sense. They play different instruments. So I'm not <laughs> sure what that would mean, but it's just a little unbecoming of these guys. Like Carmine apiece is 76. Mick Mars is 71. Nikki Six is like 62 or something. But they really should not be getting in these fights. I guess it does keep these websites afloat because there's very little to do for a website like Metal Sucks or Metalhead Zone or any of these places if ancient guitar guys are not challenging each other to fights. (laughs) Gene Simmons is okay after becoming ill during last night's concert. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, he had to sit in the Yeah, you mentioned that. A combination of high heat and humidity are being blamed for a scary situation during last night's KISS concert in Manaus, Brazil, after bassist and casket peddler Gene Simmons reportedly felt ill and needed to play the rest of the show sitting down. Wow, that's he, he kind of dark. He came to
0: Brazil like the
1: YouTube comments asked him to, and he couldn't take the heat. Is Manaus the one that's way in there? I think that's the one that's way in there. Yeah, I hope that's the, that's way down the Amazon. Hopefully
0: they're performing in a, a abandoned stadium from the World Cup.
1: Yeah. That's awesome to uh to call him out for the kiss casket. Yeah. It I, I don't think they meant it that way, but it does kind of read like they they're expecting him to die soon and they're calling him hypocritical. Like he sold a casket, now they're gonna put him in it, old ass <laughs> bitch. He was the band was in the middle of playing Say Yeah when Simmons was heard calling out to the road crew and asking for a chair. From that point on, he sat down and played out the rest of the show. Paul Stanley then told the crowd that Simmons wasn't feeling well and that they needed to take a short break that lasted for several minutes, calling for the crowd to give Gene a really loud Gene. So he, he, was, he said he was dehydrated, but then it said somewhere else that it was bad seafood?
0: Yeah, that's why I couldn't remember earlier how to recount
1: that story i wish that the That's crowd a- would give me a loud gene i'm sure it was very hot it's hot everywhere today yeah they should give you a loud gene at every solid show yep um these guys really should not be touring you it's just gotta stop doing? like i don't i don't want these old ass guys that are like 20 years older than my parents to be out there on stage going to the middle of the amazon See that's why they need to be playing with backing tracks. Half
0: the band is gone. If they play with backing tracks, they can um, just spend their their, they have their hands free to just fan their fan themselves.
1: To quote the bard Rivers Cuomo, "I've got Ace Freely, I've got Peter Chris, but the current touring version of Kiss has neither of those guys." Oh my God! They have Ace Five and Peter Five. Yeah, Ace Five. They've got Johnny Five aces. The only reason that. uh, they're doing this is because Gene Simmons wants to stay out there, right? He's sort of the Nikki six of that band. See, this
0: is why all these genres need to merge into one band. The one guy in each band who still wants to do the thing can just all join together and they can do it.
1: It's only bass players.
0: It would yeah. be an all bass <laughs>
1: band. It would be awesome.
0: Like a it would four, be like four bass, bottom and spinal
1: of... tap. Yeah, totally. <laughs> where they all have the bases. That would be the band. It would be Gene Simmons and it would be, uh Nikki Six. You know, I think one more thought
0: about backing tracks is I think it would be awesome if like local bands playing for like fifty people start using backing tracks.
1: Like so sick. uh cover bands.
0: Just no, even no, like local like indie bands performing their own original music, but they record backing tracks anyway. <laughs> and just yeah, lip syncing to uh, Yeah, you take all this effort to like drag on your own. Lip syncing at a hardcore show. Exactly, yeah. <laughs>
1: At Having like a, a DIY track for like, harsh
0: vocals. It's at like a basement show and you're just at this
1: really shitty PA you can barely hear and it's all backing tracks. Playing off someone's phone. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the click track on the main track. Yeah. Now that would be at least novel, you know? Yeah. I also think it would be funny if you were doing Aerosmith covers and you just had the original MP3 of Dream On play and lip sync to it, but you had the instruments and it was just karaoke, but... Or even less than karaoke, because you're not singing. It's just lip-synced karaoke.
0: Now that we're actually saying this, I'm remembering a repressed memory from probably like, I don't know, seven years ago-ish. There was a local performer in Chicago who would bring an iPod of his own songs and then just sing along to his iPod of his own songs. It's like basically what we're describing. It was so fucking bad, dude. Were they instrumentals? No, they're like vocal, like indie pop songs. That he would it's just so play weird. his
1: album and sing to his album. It's fucking dog shit, dude. I guess he recorded it somewhere else and he didn't have the stems. Yeah, you He's should not, check no. if it's in rock band. Maybe yeah, why didn't he fucking have the stems? You're right. Like, that would at least be something, right? Like, it's if so, he recorded it at a studio, like, I don't know. No, those, I guarantee he has the stems somewhere. Are the masters? It's,
0: like, it's like, I think it was just like a thing where he thinks it's like novel and cute to do that, but it's just fucking annoying and shitty, you know?
1: It seems like something Snack Pack would do.
0: Yeah, totally. That's like exactly the kind of vibe I would say. I mean, not quite that twee, but like kind of twee. Moderately
1: twee. Yeah. Someone needs to make twee music heavy, you know? I guess that's kind of what those bands in the mid to late 2000s were, like the wacky metalcore bands. Yeah. Where they had really long song titles and they were trying to f- be funny. Like, not really attack, attack, because that was a little too low brow. But it wasn't really
0: twee. It was just like pop punk that was dressed up a different way, almost.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I'm i not sure what I'm... I'm thinking of, like, the fall of Troy and bands like that. Yeah. Where they were kind of trying to be uh, whimsical, but in a serious way. I think that was heavy twee. <laughs> if we needed a word for that mini-genre. So we had some Barney songs. Oh, yeah. That we, we have gotta, not heard before.
0: We gotta dig into a little bit of Barney here. Some of these came from uh the Discord. And we might have to hit up a song by uh what's that channel called? We've listened to that channel before, um, Gracie's Corner. Really oh, good yeah. YouTube this is, kids channel. Good I think there was an Valley Eric Alper stuff.
1: question that said, What is or, or no, it was the uh the listicle. Oh, songs about oh. money, yeah. I think that's how I thought of this, how I yeah. remembered it is because the listicle said the top five songs about money or coins. And saying, or coins is very funny because I don't know if there are that many songs about coins, but this is a song that is about coins. Yeah, that's true. I think, oh, let's start with this one because this one's a banger. The
0: Money Song by Gracie's Corner.
1: Count it up, count it up. Let's count all the money.
0: Man, this shit goes count it already. Up, count it up. This
1: is the best kids song ever made. Yeah, I think so. Dude,
0: if FDR knew his face was in this video, he'd be so proud.
1: This goes harder than any song he ever lived to hear. Absolutely. When he was around, the best song of all time was Yankee Doodle. Yep. I want to blast this in the car. Oh, man. Is this on Spotify? I hope this is on Spotify because this would be another one that would be I bet you it is. funny to have come up on Shuffle in the car. Also, this is a big deal. Like, this has six million views on YouTube. Yeah, there are a lot of kids who have listened to this. I think sometimes old people complain about how normal... Um, about how people don't... Uh, people under a certain age, they don't know how to use coins. They don't know how to like give change. They don't know how to do any of this stuff because they have iPhones. And I think that's not gonna be true anymore. Yeah, Gracie's putting a rest to that. I think people born after like 2010, they're gonna be able to give change like crazy. Like when some old fucking asshole comes up to the counter and says, I'm gonna give you fifty dollars and ten cents. And then you have to do the math. Shut up. Get out of here. How much is a penny How much is it? Anyway, this is the best song I've ever heard. Yeah, this song rocks. They should it play this actually, like, at the cash
0: registers for, like, Gen Z cashiers so they know they can actually remember, you know? Yeah. They don't know they don't know how to do anything if it's not to a fucking beat. I would genuinely rather hear this song in, like, a Walgreens or a Target than 99% of what they actually play in there.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, this it should, should be mandated by OSHA that if you're counting up the register at the end of the day at a retail store, this has to play. Oh, yeah and if there isn't a bluetooth speaker or something you have to go drive and get one i love how extraordinarily repetitious this is too that's the only way to learn well i think it's the fault of the u.s mint (laughs) they could have made more coins there could be more coins it's up
0: to them to make it longer they should make a canadian version it'd be a better song how many loonies make a toonie two Man, that song fucking so good. Uh,
1: they have pennies, they have dimes. Do they have all the same coins as us? Yeah, the same ones plus the Looney and Toonie. I know I have a bunch of them. All right, let's jump they, on they 51025. Let's get um
0: let's listen to Barney. I've been working on the railroad.
1: Gee, wouldn't it be fun to work on the railroad? Dude, work is
0: never fun, you stupid ass kid. Working sucks.
1: Working on the railroad is ass. <laughs>
0: Dude, Barney's rocking that flat brim right there. He should have got one of those uh, those ones from Desire He should J. have the Quay Janet boss. Jackson
1: snapback. He should have the Kelly
0: Singer Clarkson hat, hat. Getting up in the morning early sucks. Working sucks. This is just awful propaganda.
1: But at I don't least think kids knows. ever listen to this and really thought about it. They never listen to the lyrics. They only care about the melody and the damn beat. Yeah. Might as well be people telling them to work in the booty. coal mine or whatever, you know?
0: Dinah, why don't you blow?
1: Oh shit, it's a medley. I think if we're gonna teach people this song, we should have more trains. I'm yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Like, the proportion of kids' songs about trains and uh, actual trains that we have is, is just far too low.
0: Yeah, let's just be honest with ourselves. Let's just switch over to some fucking car songs, you know? We lost the battle.
1: Like, when you're a kid, you learn about trains all the time, and then you find out there's a freight train, and then there's one Amtrak that goes once a day.
0: Well, it makes sense. It's like learning about dinosaurs, too, where you think dinosaurs are cool, and then they don't exist anymore. Same thing with trains. I never thought
1: dinosaurs were cool. I didn't have a dinosaur face. They're old, they're shitty, they would hate me, they would step on me like a bug.
0: Yeah, there should be a new dinosaur who's way cooler and wouldn't attack and would do humans bidding.
1: Also, I think crocodiles are basically dinosaurs. This one's called Nothing Beats a Pizza. There's some pretty big reptiles out there. Like, they don't have to be 50 feet tall. It's basically the same thing. They can kill you. Yeah. Dude,
0: I never knew how you make a pizza till now. This is actually really useful.
1: This is
0: something for adults, too, if adults don't know what's
1: in a pizza. This is an interesting backing track. Yeah, this is like an original man, that bass it's kinda so crazy. reminds me of uh you Wildest you Dreams by the Moody Blues. The <laughs> oh, yes. It brings out your smile! And then it goes into this other time signature. You know, a fucking this part reminds me of uh The Carpet Crawlers by Genesis. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, <laughs> this is one of the most musically interesting Barney songs I've heard. Oh, that farty bass sounds like some Paul Simon Graceland shit. Yeah, very dry MIDI instruments. A Yamaha DX7, probably. Yeah. They're gonna put
0: peanut butter Wait, what on are you the nothing, This guy's cooking. Pizza? This is
1: sick. Are they putting peanut butter on it? I think they are. What the
0: fuck is wrong with these kids? Barney's supposed to be there to stop them from doing this shit.
1: Peppers and the pineapples, I get that, but the peanut the pizza butter, looks that's like very weird.
0: There's horrible distribution of toppings, too. <laughs> Barney is not doing his due diligence here to teach them to do this well.
1: Hopefully everyone who watched this forgot about it before they got old enough to use the stove. Yeah. Barney should the have been telling those kids- this information
0: out of their brain. He should have been telling them, don't eat your crust. It's the bones of the pizza. You're going to fill up on crust and you can't eat the good part. Well, you eat it last. That's why you eat it last, because it's the bones. Yeah, but you got to eat all of your normal slices first. Then maybe you eat one crust at the end. It'd be so foolish to eat all of that crust and get so full. I should have my own kids show where I teach them what they really need to know. Don't eat the crust. It's the
1: bones of the pizza. That's something like that. Yeah. You do a song telling kids not to brush their teeth. Dude, I think Barney was using
0: um, backing tracks on that last one.
1: Yeah, he was definitely. I I could see his mouth moving. He's about forty million years moving. old,
0: um, so you know he doesn't really have it in him to play bass anymore.
1: Yeah, he did use to play bass during these when they would do the "I love you, you love me" song. <laughs> yeah, he would pull out, he would pull out a fender a fender jazz bass, and get a really tinny sound, and, and then they took it. And he challenged Dorothy Explorer to a jam off.
0: Once they are both that's kind of fucked up.
1: Like the age gap between them.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Bar- Barney was dating it's Dora. Sixty-five million years uh, in. Four. Yeah. Barney dated Dora, and everyone on set was talking about the problematic sixty-five million-year age gap. But
1: yeah, and he no kept telling people Jerry it. Seinfeld was allowed to do this. Yep. And then people kept telling him, no, that girl was 17. And then another guy would come along and say, oh, so that's okay. And then everyone would just start yelling at each other about Jerry Seinfeld. And that's why Barney's not on the air anymore. But you know what? Barney's uncancelable. He's a legend.
0: Um, Just like Tommy Lee, you should go check out his OnlyFans. He's only posted once on there in the last six months, but it's good shit on there.
1: Yeah, it's a normal picture of Barney because he's not wearing clothes. So it's just a picture of him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like he didn't promise that he would have a penis, yeah. Like there isn't a there isn't a penis on there to show, so you're kind of getting what you were promised. Yeah. In conclusion, check out Barney
0: on the stadium tour. He's gonna be phoning it in with backing tracks. It costs five hundred dollars to see him, and he's, he's not the same even exact do the color as Vince
1: Neil. Yeah. <laughs> Let's count all the money.